Well, good morning, church. It is a blessing to be here with you this morning and uh, looking forward to delivering a message. But before I get started, I just want to take a brief moment to say a few words about a great man in our community who concluded his earthly walk this past week. And of course, I'm talking about Mr. Bill Howard. Bill was an elder in our church probably longer than I've been alive. And he was always kind to share some words of advice and wisdom from his 94 years on this earth. And uh, one of the things, no matter what we talked about, you could always tell is that his heart and his mind was on the Lord, glorifying the Lord and trying to live a life as close to Jesus as you can get. And no matter what, Bill always came across with hope and, and faith in the Lord and uh, that kind of ties into our message. Our thoughts certainly go out to the Howard family this morning. I want to get started with a story that I think Bill would probably get a chuckle out of. A local church decided to have a baptism on the river. Some of you may think back to the time we had some baptisms over the years out at Howard's farm. And they were having this baptism and a drunk man came along and fell into the river. So the preacher swam out there and got him and he dumped him under the water and he brought him up. And he said, have you found Jesus yet? And the drunk man said, no. So the preacher dumped him again. Have you found Jesus yet? The man said, no. And the preacher tried a third time. He really held him under there almost to the bubbles quit coming up. Brought him up and said, have you found Jesus yet? And the drunk man said, are you sure this is where he fell in? You know, um, I've heard it said many times, human beings can live for 40 days without food. We can live four days without water, four minutes without air, but we can't live four seconds without hope. I'm not sure if the mathematical part of that statement is accurate, but the sentiment behind it certainly is right on target. Hope is the belief that things can and will get better. It is the desire for positive things to happen, for dreams to become a reality. Hope is very important. It is built into the very fibers of our human existence, and it's necessary not only for thriving, but surviving. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In this uncharted territory, we indeed need a lot of hope and faith. And in fact, more than simply just having hope, we should have a good hope. And it's that good hope I want to talk to you about this morning. Let's take God's Word, open it up, and let's turn to the book of 2 Thessalonians. We're going to be over in chapter 2, or excuse me, chapter 1. And in chapter 1, we find the Apostle Paul. He is writing to a group of believers living through a time of great persecution and affliction. In fact, he tells them, starting over in verse 4, We ourselves boast about you among God's churches, about your perseverance and your faith during all your persecutions and afflictions that you're enduring. This word afflictions speaks of the pressure or distress due to circumstances. It speaks of sufferings due to your circumstances. 
We're living in some historic time at this point in our world and in our country. And I know historians and filmmakers are taking lots of notes. And in the years to come, we will have a great many number of documentaries about this pandemic of 2020 that will be shown around the world. But for those of us who are going through it, we're living history in the making. In just a matter of weeks, we've learned some new phrases and practices, such as social distancing, something called flattening the curve. I thought that was something to do with your waistline and these stay-at-home orders. Handshaking is out, face mask are in, and parents with school-aged children are faced with the reality that they don't know how to do sixth grade math. We have financial fears as we watch our economy suffer, the oil and gas markets. There's uncertainty of jobs, not to mention the fear of contracting the coronavirus and giving it to our friends and family. Back in 1927, there was a submarine accident. A book was written on it called The Grand Essentials. This submarine sank off the coast of Massachusetts. There were men trapped in it. Folks were doing all they could with the technology at the time to rescue those men. And every effort they tried came up short. And near the end of this ordeal, a deep sea diver heard some tapping on the wall of the submarine. And that tapping was Morse code. A sailor inside was tapping out the words, is there any hope? There are many people asking that today, but we're not in sunken submarines, we're in our homes. What about the business person who has had to close their office due to this virus? They're asking, is there any hope for my business to survive? What about a single parent who's just lost their job as a result of this, asking, is there any hope of meeting all my financial needs? What about our healthcare workers? They work tirelessly, risking their life to care for those with the virus. They're asking, is there any hope for my patients and for me not contracting this virus? Is there any hope to get us through this pandemic? How do we survive this pandemic that's all around us and continue to press forward? If we look at Hebrews 6, verse 19, it says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Jesus has entered there on our behalf. What hope, you say? The promises of God. His promises are to us an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. You know, an anchor has one purpose. It's to steady the boat and keep it from drifting away. When the waves of life come crashing upon us, when we find ourselves in the middle of that financial meltdown, when we're faced with pandemic panic, we need a good anchor. You need one that can securely hook onto an object that's stronger than the storm to steady your soul, allowing you to ride out this storm. This anchor the writer of Hebrews is describing is not set on a boat or a person or a retirement fund. No, this anchor is set in the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus has entered on our behalf. Do you know where your anchor is set? In the very throne of God. We might imagine that anchor attached to the throne itself where it'll never break free. That rope will never snap. The anchor is set and the rope is strong. Why? Because it is beyond the reach of the devil 
and under the care of Christ. Since no one can take our Christ, no one can take our hope. Financial upheaval, sickness, not even this pandemic can take away our hope. Through Jesus Christ, we have unshakable hope. As the Apostle Paul begins his letter to Timothy, it reminds us that Jesus Christ is our hope. Our confident expectation rests in him. If you'll turn with me now to Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. It says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, which Christ is in you, the hope of glory. No wonder we find back in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that our hope is described as a good hope. If we look back at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 through 16, it states, We ought to thank God always for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God has chosen you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel so that you might obtain the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm. Hold your traditions. Hold to the traditions you were taught, whether it's by what we said or what we wrote. Consider the phrase found in verse 16. Who has given us eternal encouragement and good hope by grace? This is what that says to me. No matter how bad this pandemic gets, we're not going through it alone. God tells us over in Hebrews chapter 13, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Nothing can separate you from the presence and love of God, including this coronavirus. And it is this good hope by grace that makes surviving this pandemic that's impacting our lives truly possible. Over the last several weeks, I've heard lots of people using the expression, I hope, such as, I hope it'll be all right. I hope this pandemic doesn't ruin my business. I hope my elderly parents don't get infected. I hope the stores don't run out of toilet paper. You know, we've all heard that one. But why do they have hope? What is their hope built upon? Most people can't tell you but I will tell you that the source of this good hope is found. It is found written in the word of God. In Psalms 119, starting with verse 49, it says, Remember your word to your servant. You have given me hope through it. This is my comfort and my affliction. Your promise has given me life. In Romans chapter 15, verse 4, for whatever was written in the past was written for our instructions so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the scriptures. The word of God is the source of good hope. Faith comes by hearing and by studying the word of God. I hope that you continue to use this time of quarantine to get back deeper into that word of God and discover some of the good hope. See what happens to your hope levels when you turn into the Word of God with all its good news. I will say it is easy to see with all the bad news about this pandemic. It's easy to get discouraged. 
to hear the numbers of deaths that this invisible enemy is taking every day from the elderly to the young, it's enough to depress anybody. However, we need our hearts to be encouraged and strengthened, not discouraged and weakened in order to survive this pandemic that's happening all around us. And if we turn back to the word, so did the Thessalonians. They were under tremendous pressure and affliction, not knowing if they or their family and friends would live another day. We're facing a persecution pandemic and many lives were taken because of it. They were. Um, they were not sure if they would survive or not. And what does Paul do under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? He says to them, and it applies to us, stand firm and hold the traditions you were taught, whether by what we said or what we wrote. Whether you're trying to survive a persecution panic or a pandemic panic, you're going to need some staying power some standing power, some holding power to keep your spiritual boat in place. You need an anchor for your soul that's firm and secure. Stand firm. The use of the presence tense verb here speaks to the action started in the past with continual results. He's telling us in the midst of this pandemic, not simply to stand firm, but to keep on standing firm to keep on persevering, to keep on remaining faithful. To keep on standing firm is the attitude that says, I'm not budging, not now, not ever, regardless of what comes. I'm sticking with what brought me to this point. Have you decided to keep on standing firm, to have that I'm not budging attitude as you make your way through this pandemic? Can you say along with Paul in 1 Timothy 4, Verse 10, we have put our hope in the living God. That's what it means to stand firm. It's putting all your hope in the living God, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the crisis, regardless of the conditions. The Bible goes on to say, stand firm and hold to the traditions you were taught, whether by what we said or what we wrote. Do you know what to stand firm on? The same thing you are to hold on to, those traditions you were taught. What kind of traditions is he talking about here and where are they found? Well, this word tradition speaks of handing something down. And here it is referenced to the teachings of the prophets and Jesus and the apostles. For them, those traditions were both spoken and written. For us, these traditions are now found right here in the written word of God. So listen to these clear commands that God gives us. Stand firm and keep on standing firm. Hold to and keep on holding to. Hold on to what you've been taught. This is no time to disregard what you've been taught or to let it go. It's what you've been taught that keeps you grounded through a pandemic of any kind. Stand firm and keep on standing firm. Hold on and keep on holding on. As Jesus holds on to us and we hold on to his word, we will survive this pandemic together. Take a look at what the Apostle Paul said to the believers in Galatia in Galatians 6, verses 9 and 10. Let us not get tired of doing good, 
for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. As we have such a time as this, let us use this to grow stronger relationships within our family. Let us be the light in this dark world. As I mentioned, a hope, a good hope, that not only covers work, it covers our words. May the Lord Jesus Christ himself and go our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal encouragement and good hope by grace. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good work and word. Proverbs 25, verse 11, says a word spoken at the right time is like gold apples in silver settings. Do you know what people need to hear from us today as we fight through this pandemic? Good words. There's enough bad words, discouraging words, negative words already being used today. We need some good words, some encouraging, positive words. We all do. And do you know where these good words should be coming from? The people of God, whom Jesus Christ himself and God our Father has loved and given us eternal encouragement and good hope by grace to encourage our hearts and strengthen us in every good work and word. Do you know what's needed across our community as we face this situation that has the majority of our neighbors isolated in their homes? They need a good work and a good word from you. A word spoken at the right time is like gold apples in silver settings. As we close this morning, we need to remember the words of Luke in chapter 18. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. One translation says, pray always and never lose hope. The key to not losing hope is to pray always. Shall we pray? Father God, this morning we just come to you with humble hearts. We ask that you keep your hand of protection over our community during this time of trial and tribulation. Give us wisdom to seek your word during this time. Help us to turn this time of negativity into a time of positivity and devotion to you, Lord. Dear God, I just ask you to be with each and every person who may be watching this service this morning. Keep them healthy and safe in the coming days ahead. We love you, Lord. We thank you so much for your son, Jesus, who paid that ultimate price so that we can have hope, that good hope of life abundant with you. In your son's precious name we pray. Amen.